Welcome back, everybody, to the Unnamed Dynasty Show. I'm David, and I'm here with my co-host, Bailey. And today, we're going to be talking about our Dynasty Cells. We're going to be going over three different players that we think are Cells in Dynasty. And as always, everything's going to be in a half PPR format. Bailey, why don't you kick us off? Cool. So I have a fun one to start with. Uh, my first Cell is Deontay Johnson. And one of the reasons I want to have a Cell here is because... Every single person is listing him as a buy. Okay, and this is kind of what I call the Drew Holiday example, where when everyone's like, who's the most underrated basketball player? Everyone says Drew Holiday, right? And at that point, he just can't be the most underrated anymore. Um, and I think that's happening with Deontay Johnson, where everyone wants to buy him, and everyone wants to buy him to a point where there's, there's just no way he's a buy anymore. So here's some of the reasons I don't think he's a buy. Everyone likes to call out his targets last year and i get that he had a ton of targets but let me list you the people who had more targets than him it's justin jefferson Devonte adams cd lamb Diggs, and kelsey do we really think that he's in that tier of people that are going to get that amount of targets year after year i don't really buy that i know that targets are pretty consistent season over season um but I mean, we have Firemuth there, we have Pickens there. Going to year two for Pickens, I expect him to get some more targets. But also, I just don't expect that target number for Deontay Johnson to be up there with those elite wide receivers. The second part I have is he has the lowest catch percentage um, with a ADOT. Or he has, if I order the, if I order by catch percentage there's no one that has a lower catch percentage than Deontay Johnson that has a lower a dot which means that a lot of these wide receivers that have a low catch percentage is because they're getting bombs down the field and those are obviously just harder to catch Deontay Johnson is just not catching balls that are coming his way with a not high a dot so just more catchable balls um, that he's just not getting so maybe there's a real conversation around what if he's just not that good as a wide receiver? Uh, what if Pickett is just throwing to him a ton because that's a safety blanket? And what if that just goes away next year and we don't see that again? Um, so my first sell is going to be Deontay. Um, and a lot of it is just kind of how hyped up the community has been on him recently. I'll go over my sell and it's going to be a running back. And I might get burned for this, but it's the current running back three in Dynasty, which I think is just, that blows my mind. And it's CMC, um, who's ahead of JT, right behind Brees Hall. But for me, he's RB3, and it makes sense why he's there, because I get it. He's elite. He's still going to produce elite numbers, but he's 27 years old. And yes, he might be better after 28 than most running backs at the age of 28 just because of how talented he is. But I don't even know if he can project him to be as good now as he was uh, when he had that fantasy MVP season. Because the amount of points he scored was insane that year. He was scoring 25.75 points per game, which is just literally breaking your league. And the year before that, he scored 20.5 points per game, which is close to breaking your league uh, for a running back. And 
both those years on the Panthers, he was basically their entire offense. Like, almost 100% of it. He did everything for them. Last year, he still did amazing. He still got 18.3 points per game, which is an elite mark. Good enough for RB2. Like, don't get me wrong about that. But I don't know if he will ever get close to that 25-point-per-game mark again. And it's not going to be any easier for him the older he's getting. And I think a large part of that isn't because he's... like I think he's like you know basically in his prime right now, but it's not because he's not as good. It's because he's just not 100% of the offense anymore. There's too many mouths to feed on the 49ers. And those mouths are actually talented. You have Debo Samuel, you have Ayuk, you have Kittle, and... You know, potentially if Trey Lance ends up being the starter, you have someone taking a lot of the rushing yards and potentially leeching rushing touchdowns away from CMC. Also, Kyle Shanahan is known to be a very good offensively minded coach, but he's not the type of coach that loves hammering a bell cow. Like literally every single year since he's been the head coach of the 49ers, there's been a different running back one in fantasy every single year since 2017. That's five years in a row with different running back one. And I'm not saying that CMC isn't going to be running back at one again. But what I am saying is that I feel like people are just projecting him to have uh, an above elite mark. And that's why he's going at RB3 at 27 over guys who can produce pretty close to where he's producing now. And they're like five years younger. So that just doesn't really make sense in my head. And I think it would be okay if... That if running backs were at this range of value a little lower, but 6.1k, which is where he's at right now, and keep your cut, that's a 23 early first. That's a 24 early first. So if you haven't had like your uh, if you haven't had like your 23 first draft yet, and you like didn't know ahead of time uh, what pick was going to be what pick, that could have been Bijan Robinson, right? That's like a top potentially a top one pick. Uh, next year you have Marvin Harrison Jr., you have Caleb Williams, Drake Maye potentially cornerstone assets and you're shelling out for an asset that I don't even know if you can really depend on to be the guy. And for me, it only makes sense if you're a win-now team. But for this price, even if you're a win-now team, there are ways to kind of make up for the production that he would be giving you. I feel like you can find cheaper alternatives or just get like a wide receiver. I just don't think he's worth how much he's costing right now. So for me... He's a sell. Yes, he's still going to be elite, but I just don't see him. I don't see why he should ever be over JT in Dynasty at this point. Yeah, I agree. I think it's spot on. Um, the value is way too high, and the Shanahan point with the 49ers, I think, is the best point. He's not going to be utilized the way he was utilized in Carolina. Um, and we're going to see Mitchell have a role in this offense, which is exactly the reasons why he's probably valued. Um, above where he should be yeah if it's if there's like a running back curse on the 49ers backfield who knows maybe Mitchell ends up being the RB1 again and it just <laughs> like that would be crazy uh, but it would keep the non-consecutive RB1s I mean yeah it would keep the non-consecutive RB1s for the Shanahan offense going yeah uh, my second sell is going to be Devontae Smith and before I get eviscerated I actually really like Smith uh, I just think he's actually at his ceiling. And I don't think there's room for him to go up. Um, the reason I think this is no two wide receivers are going to have the target shares that him and A.G. Brown have, both above 25%, which is pretty insane for two wide receivers in the same offense. Um, the second is 
we we know the Eagles offense is exceptional, one of the best offenses in the NFL, but they're bottom 10 in attempts and passing attempts. And if they're that good while not passing that much, why would anything change, right? Like they were phenomenal last year and they're super successful, made it to the Super Bowl. With that offense, I was considered one of the best offenses in the NFL. I don't expect them to change all that much, which means we're seeing the performance of Devontae Smith and likely A.J. Brown being close to where their ceiling is. Um, so I like Smith. I think he's going to perform pretty close to where he did last year. I just don't think he's going up. But I think his value is higher because people think he's a young asset um, that can go up which I don't necessarily agree with. And then in terms of the Eagles offense as a whole, I like their offense. I think it's a really good offense. But if you ask me, do I trust that offense more than I trust the Chiefs or the Bengals um, or the Bills year over year, I can't say that I trust that it'll continuously be able to be good for years to come. Um, so that's why Devontae Smith is my second sell. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an interesting one, um, and yeah, that that's pretty contentious. A lot of people really love Smith. Yeah, I mean, I I really like him too. I just don't think there's any room to run. Um, so if you think you're if you think you're buying him at his price and he's going to perform at what he performed last year for the next five years, and that's what you're expecting, I think you have a good chance of hitting that. I just don't think he'll ever give you like the top five wide receiver season. My sell, my second sell is also wide receiver, and it's Jahan Dotson going at wide receiver 23. And I'm just going to be honest, I just don't know why he's this high. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but how is he a wide receiver two in Dynasty? Like, I feel that there's a lot of wide receivers that you could argue are going to have wide receiver two seasons. I can't find an argument for why Johan Dotson should be a running wide receiver two when there's people behind him that have already had wide receiver two seasons that aren't really old vets. He's ahead of Pittman. He's ahead of, he's ahead of DJ Moore. He's ahead of Terry McLaurin. And I get that, yeah, he's pretty young, but his numbers are so touchdown inflated. If he didn't get a touchdown in that game, he just disappears. Five out of the six games he didn't get a touchdown, he has under five points usually two or less one of them just happened to be five and it's not like he has this perfect situation he doesn't really have a qb i don't know if the like you know the commanders are like historically like not a great franchise maybe they'll never get a good qb for the next couple of years maybe they will but he has terry mclaurin ahead of him anyways so he's not even the wide receiver one in his own offense and i get that there's potential because he's young and maybe there's stuff on the tape but just none of his underlying metrics pop out to me and he's in a bad situation. Nothing is really looking like it's going to get that much better. So in my head, I just don't know why he's going this high. He was the wide receiver 37 on points per game. He shouldn't be going ahead of players that are not that much older than him, but have proven themselves to be top 24 wide receivers already. Yeah, I agree. I've seen the extrapolation to full season for Dotson used. Um, but it's missing what you mentioned, which is just a touchdown dependency, uh, where if you actually do have a player take over a full season, the touchdowns don't last, right? It's the same as if we were extrapolating Christian Watson to a full season. 
be putting up some insane numbers. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that, Sal. Yeah, but Christian Watson at least has the yards per route run, so that's that's my defense for Christian yeah. Watson. <laughs> Johan Dotson doesn't yeah. have that as much. Yeah. And my last sell, someone from the same team, uh, but I'm going running back. I'm going to go with Brian Robinson. Um, so the reason I'm selling Brian Robinson is we don't really see the utilization of the bell cow, especially from the enemy, um, as we saw with the Chiefs. Um, doesn't really utilize like a first down, second down running back that well. Uh, I also expect Gibson to be a weapon. Um, whether or not that's at the running back position or wide receiver where he lines up, um, I, the, the commanders are just going to be in an offense that's smarter, that will have better schemes. Um, and they have two, I think, really good gadget type of players in Curtis Samuel and Antonio Gibson. Um, so even for Brian Robinson last year, where he saw a ton of a ton of opportunities within the five yard line, I expect those to go down right with a smarter offensive system where um, there will be better ways of scheming up touchdowns. Um, so I have a inefficient running back in Brian Robinson. I have goal line opportunities decreasing in my mind. Um, I just don't think he's going to perform anywhere close to what people think he can he can do. Yeah, I just don't think the commander's offense is going to be really good. So, honestly, all the players are probably sells from wherever they are right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not buying into the commander's offense a ton. Um, but if even if they are good, I don't see Robinson's path to be better. I'll wrap things up with my final sell for the episode. And it's going to be a tight end this time. And it's Dalton Kincaid who is currently going as the tight end five. He is going ahead of George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, and Pat Firemuth. And I get it. He's not a bad tight end prospect. He's also on the bills with Josh Allen for the foreseeable future for the next four years, which is great, except for the fact that statistically, rookie tight ends just do not hit. The best rookie tight end was Kyle Pitts and... Honestly, like Firemuth had a pretty historically great tight end uh, tight end season because he actually made top twelve tight ends. And look at where Firemuth is now; he's behind Dalton Kincaid, which I think is kind of funny because you know Firemuth has at least shown that he can make a tight end one season. He's not like particularly like a worse prospect than Dalton Kincaid, but he's going behind three spots behind Dalton Kincaid, and then you have George Kittle and Dallas Goddard, who are both potentially uh, can hit relatively elite marks like let's take out like travis kelsey uh kittle can maybe hit andrews goddard can maybe keep up with tj hawkinson potentially but talton kincaid just i don't know where he's fitting in with that picture right like he just hasn't played a snap and we know rookie tight ends don't hit i don't know what people are expecting here i think if you want a tight end you either should just get fat Fryermuth for a cheaper price if you're trying to win now, you have Kittle or Goddard, which are way better investments. Um, they're still or Kittle is less young, but Goddard is still like kind of young. You can still get a couple years out of him. And tight ends are honestly just so cheap. If you're just going to be, you know, shooting for Dalton Kincaid, and he's probably not going to hit. If you look at the historical hit rates, you might as well just dart throw at a bunch of tight ends. And honestly, maybe one of them might pop up. But if you look at non-elite tight ends, the difference in their points per game is not that different. The tight end 12 to the tight end 8, 
that difference in points is not that big. It's really just like Travis, Kel- Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then everybody else. Like, so if you're not having Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, I don't think you really should be paying up for a rookie of all things. That could take three years to hit. Just take the dart throws. So Dalton Kincaid's my sell. I think people are just way too hyped on the situation. Yeah, I, I love Dalton Kincaid, but at this price, that's obscene. Like, I'm, I'm going to be trying to buy Kincaid next year. His value is going to go down. Um, but right now, at, at these prices, give me Goddard. Give me Friar Muth. Um, yeah, that that's just way too high. Yeah, I agree. I think if you really like Kincaid, like, most of the time, he's not going to have a great rookie season. At worst... If you're trying to buy, he's going to be the same price. And you have a full season of data. Just statistically, there's very, very little chance that his price is going to rise. Tight ends just kind of get screwed over that way. Like, that's just that's just how the position works. So, I would say sell him while you can while the hype is really high right now. Because when reality hits, it's not going to be great for his price. Yeah. Well, that will wrap it up for our Dynasty Sell episode. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. See ya.